At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Strowski and Chris Ranji here on the BetQL Audio Network. We are here weekdays, BetQL Daily, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at BetQL Daily. And, uh, Ranji, let's go out to Las Vegas, check in with our friend Chuck Esposito. He's over at Station Casinos, race and sportsbook director over there. Chuck, always appreciate your time, especially this morning. Um, not, nothing really going on in sports right now, is there? <laughs> It's good to be on with you guys. A little strange that it's not a Sweet 16 quite yet, that we still have to wait uh, another day for these games to be played. But uh, it's been great for us guys, just uh, the atmosphere, the crowd. Uh, it's been kind of contagious throughout the casino, just having the tournament back again. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a good, good, good thing for our side of the counter. Is there any special challenge or benefit from having the tournament um you know, set up the way it's been where it was Thursday to Monday and now it's Saturday to Tuesday. Has it, has it changed much? I think the big thing Chris would be is just kind of educating the, the guests. I mean, it's, although it was kind of publicized a lot, there was a lot of people that didn't even realize that it wasn't going to be on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the first two weekends, that it was kind of a different format. So I think it's educating the guests a bit. And, you know, the Monday, Tuesday, um, you, you do see a little bit of a drop-off uh, with the games early in the week. But I think the, the big key is that, you know, the guests can play on our mobile app. They can sign up for the mobile app here in Nevada. And, and if they can't make it into the book, of course, they, the sports book is brought to you. But uh, it's been a little strange with the format. But I like the way the games are staggered, and each game is – um, you know, going into this weekend, it's an isolated game. It's his own game. Uh, so as far as props and in-game, uh, guests can really focus on that and have time to bet the next game coming up. So I think that's been kind of a favorable twist to it as well. Chuck, which Sweet 16 matchup will get the most action and which one will get the least? You know, we, we've seen a lot of really good action already, guys. Um, I, I'm, right now, the Oregon-USD game for us has generated a tremendous amount of play. Uh, and the same thing would hold true with uh, Oregon State and Loyola. Uh, of course, the Baylor and, and, and Gonzaga games will as well. Um, they're, they're all generating really good handle. I think you look at, you know, the teams that are left, and if it's 
uh, David against Goliath in some of these matchups or the Cinderella stories or Sister Jean. Um, you've got a lot of good, you know, games going on. Uh, there's only, I think, two games that are uh, double-digit uh, point spreads, and that's Arkansas against Oral Roberts and Gonzaga against Creighton. Everything else is, is pretty tight. So handle's been tremendous on these. We'll see the bulk of the handle, you know, leading up into tip-off uh, tomorrow uh, for the first game, which is 11.40 a.m. our time. Um, but overall, the handle's been tremendous. A uh, few schools that we're rooting against uh, in the future, mm-hmm. but, but overall it's been good. You know, you mentioned that David Goliath situation, and you mentioned Oral Roberts already in the game against Arkansas. That 11 and a half, is that, uh, I mean, I, I I can see them losing Oral Roberts by double digits here, but do you, how do you feel about that particular spread? Yeah, you know, I, I could I could as well. I mean, Arkansas is kind of that, a little bit of that Vogue team, Chris, that um, we, we, we're rooting against to win the tournament that we saw a lot of play on Arkansas, just the way the, the bracket unfolded and what they were early in the season um, that there, there is some liability on Arkansas. And uh, um, I could see this number maybe ticking up a little bit uh, um, by the time it tips um, later tomorrow, just, you know, the public's perception being that, Hey, uh, there, there's never been a team to get to the elite eight who was a 15 seed. And this is a, a tough task for Oral Roberts on the flip side. You know, you see Loyola, who's generating a tremendous amount of play. And, uh, you know, they, they weren't quite a 15 seed, but here they're the favorite against Oregon State. You can easily see them advancing um, to the Elite Eight as kind of that, that Cinderella-type story. Mm. Joe Shrowski, Chris Ranji, this is BetQL Daily. Our guest, Chuck Esposito, Racist Sportsbook Director at Station Casinos. Uh, Chuck, you teased us there a moment ago. You mentioned there are a, f- a few teams that you're rooting against because of the futures. Uh, which teams are those? Yeah, the three that, that kind of were, were value plays that we did see some, some money come in on were uh, Florida State, Arkansas, and uh, Oregon State. So uh, all three of those schools, um, uh, you know, wouldn't be ideal, uh, but overall pretty good shape in the future book, especially with, uh, you know, some of the big boys at the top. Yeah, I have a, I have a feeling that you'll, you'll be all right there. <laughs> you, you never know, guys. I mean, <laughs> you know, we've seen so many upsets in the tournament so far, and uh, a lot more parity uh, early on. And I know we've talked about this, Joe, in the past that you've mm-hmm. got kids for some of these smaller schools that have been there for two, three, and maybe four years. Um, they, they played a well, well together as a team. They want an opportunity to, to beat some of these blue bloods who unfortunately kids are maybe one and done and haven't been there quite as long. Um, so you, you've seen a lot tighter numbers throughout the tournament over the last, I'd say, five to seven years. And I think you see that going into this weekend as well. But uh, uh, definitely some schools that we're in better shape with than the others. You, you know what, uh, Chuck, going back to the idea of the, you know, those Cinderella teams and there really only being one left in Oral Roberts. Loyola has sort of played themselves into a while they are a Cinderella. That's a team that a lot of people kind of they, they get behind as being a really good team. Gonzaga is now one of the powerhouses in the country while for years they were one of those, you know, sort of up and coming Cinderella teams, but they're not that anymore in particular with the Zags and with Loyola, how betters treat them now. Is it, do you notice a difference in the way they're treated now, as opposed to what they would have been maybe a decade ago? Uh, Especially Chris with Gonzaga. Um, We're pretty much, you know, rooting against them on a, on a nightly basis when they play, especially over the last few years, as dominant as they've been in, in conference play. Um, and in Loyola's case, you know, the whole with Sister Jean and the whole kind of uh, story behind that and 
they are that team that a lot of people like to back. And um, in that first game against Illinois, although we saw or then that last game against Illinois, although we saw some backing um, on Illinois in that game, uh, which happens in the tournament is that when some of these smaller schools and kind of Cinderella type stories are live late in the game, and it's obvious the favorite isn't going to, to cover, um, the crowd just gets behind Cinderella. And it is just crazy, the atmosphere in the book. And that was the case, of course, with, uh, with Oral Roberts, even Oregon State uh, to some degree this year. Not that it's a uh, um, you know, a, a school that hasn't played well in the past, but, you know, weren't expected to be where they're at right now. Same with kind of Syracuse and, and UCLA. Um, you know, both those schools weren't, didn't know we if they'd get uh, at large bid or have to play in. UCLA was an underdog in that game against Michigan State, was by far our biggest win uh, on Thursday night and our biggest decision with that win for them. So, you know, it just depends. Each year it gets a little bit different. But uh, looking at Gonzaga, their perception has definitely changed with the better right now. They, they have no problem backing a double-digit number with the Zags. Chuck, any underdogs this weekend that the uh, public has been backing so far? Um, yeah, a little bit. We, we started to see some play on, on Florida State against Michigan, which doesn't uh, surprise me. Um, I, I think we're going to see a little bit of play on Nova, too, um, the way it's starting to trend. Even without Gillespie, I, I think that just, you know, Nova and the fact that they've been there and, that they might be able to neutralize Baylor somewhat. Um, but I think those are the two right now we're seeing a little bit of dog play on. Favorite play has clearly been on USC. Um, opened that game at pick, and we quickly saw that game go up a couple of points. Um, so th that's been the case there. And we are seeing some money on Gonzaga as well, guys. You know, going back to that, uh, that Villanova-Baylor game, that happens to be the one of all the Sweet 16 matchups, that I, I usually fill out one bracket and that's it. It's the only one I got right. Of, of, <laughs> all the, of all the Sweet 16 games, that is the only one that I predicted correctly. But I don't know how I feel about Baylor at 7.5. That is a team that is, uh, they can shoot lights out. They're one of the best, if not the best, three-point shooting team in the country. Villanova is so well coached, though. So do you, is the seven and a half high to you? I know, I know it opened at six and a half, but do you, do you like seven and a half right now? Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see it come down, Chris. I, I feel the same way as you. It's the experience. It's, it's the coaching. Um, Baylor was a much better school or team early in the year than they were at the end of the year, although they still were really, really good. Um, you know, now kind of the way the, the bracket has unfolded and, you know, you've got Illinois already out of it now. So, you know, depending on who they would have to reach or who they have to go through in the Midwest now, it's, it's set up a little bit more favorable for them. And Ohio State's out as well. But you, you can never discount Villanova. Just the way that they, they play, their coaching, even without Gillespie, um, I, I think there's going to be some value on, on, uh, on Villanova, especially if this number gets a little bit higher. Chuck, I know you're a big baseball fan. Opening day, all of a sudden, it's only six days away. Uh, we talked about the college basketball teams that you're rooting against. How about in Major League Baseball? Any teams, uh, if they made a deep run in the playoffs, could put you in a bad spot? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Um, you know, we'll, we'll still see a lot of handle on that guys. You're absolutely right. I'm excited about baseball. Love it. Um, we've seen a lot of action on the blue Jays a bit. Um, they're, they're kind of that team that they're, they're backing a little bit. Um, the Mets in the national league with the moves that they made with Lindor, uh, we've seen a lot of action on the Mets. So those would probably be the two teams this year. If you're picking a team in each league, I know when we chatted last year, it was kind of the Reds and the White Sox were those Mm -hmm. two teams this year. It's more kind of the, the Blue Jays and the Mets that are that are getting a lot of play, especially on the future book. You know, speaking of the White Sox and losing Eloy Jimenez for the entire season, probably maybe they get him back at the you know in the final month if everything goes really well. That's a pretty big blow for their offense. How much does that change things for them though in their futures? It definitely does. There wasn't a huge adjustment, guys, in their future book odds. I mean, they're still a team that everybody's betting. You look at their win total uh, compared to say the, the Cubs win total, and it's completely flipped from where it was a couple of years ago, but it's definitely a huge blow. I mean, I I'm anxious to see how that young team kind of um, reacts to, uh, to losing Jimenez for maybe the entire season. Um, but you know, we, we think we've seen it in hockey the Blackhawks responded with, with losing Kirby doc and not having Jonathan Hayes there and how well a young team has responded. So kind of anxious to see how the White Sox do with Tony La Russa and without Jimenez for a stretch. Um, who knows? Maybe they go out, you know, and, and get somebody if they have to. Well, not Chuck generating has... enough runs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you broke up there for a second. Um, I was just curious about the, the process of win totals. When we have an injury like this in spring training, because, uh, Working in Chicago media, a lot of uh, the local people here were reaching out saying, oh, are they going to move the win total now? They're going to move the White Sox win total? And tell me if I was wrong, Chuck, but I just kind of laughed at them. They're like, what? He's a big deal. He's he's worth a good amount of wins. I'm like, yeah, but everybody's betting the White Sox over. So until they start betting the under, I, I doubt these books are going to be uh, moving the win total down. <laughs> we're not going to move it at all. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. So there, there'd be no adjustment. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's one player. You're talking about, you know, uh, five at bats. You know, probably uh, per night. Um, so no, there'll be there'll be no adjustment there. And again, teams <laughs> can go out and, and make moves and and you know alter their lineup somewhat with production. So um, yeah, one player like that, no, there there would be no move. Is there a team that you really like as far as value goes in their futures? Because you've got, uh, you know, the Twins at plus 1,800. Houston's at 2,200 right now. The Mets are at plus 1,000. That's the exact same spot the White Sox are in. Is is there a team that you really like that may not be one of the couple of favorites? Yeah, I think maybe the the, the Phillies are a team uh, that, that I think there's some value on. I, I know that that division's really good. And, um, you know, we know the Braves and their young talent and what the Mets did in the offseason. And I think the Phillies are kind of that forgotten team a little bit. I think with, uh, you know, the play at catcher, um, you know, having another year with Girardi there. And if, if their pitching staff can stay healthy with Nola, um, I, I think the Phillies are a team for me that possesses a little bit of value just based on where they're priced. Another minute with Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos. Trade deadline on Thursday, Chuck. Any activity uh, after some teams made some moves and some decided to just stand pat? We were all waiting on the Lowry move, and he's still a Raptor. Yeah, I think, you know, especially with uh, Oladipo um, getting his wish and going to Miami with what Chicago did, those were the two teams that you saw us lower the odds a little bit on. There was a host of teams, you know, including the, the Magic and the Wizards, um, that we kind of went the other way with, but uh, um, anxious to see with the Bulls kind of being, I think at 19 and 24 now and on a two game losing streak, 
in the 10th spot in the East, if, if pairing Levine up with another all-star is enough to get them uh, to push. We know now offensively they are going to flat-out score. I mean, they may have mm-hmm. the five best scorers starting lineup in the league, uh, but they're going to have to play on the other end of the court as well. But I think it's going to be fun to watch this team now with the offense and, and having two superstars on that team, which we haven't had for quite some time. No doubt. I know it's uh, good for you anytime the Bulls are relevant. Chuck Esposito at Station Casinos on Twitter. Race and Sportsbook Director over there at Station Casinos in Las Vegas. Thanks uh, once again, Chuck. All right, guys. Always enjoy jumping on with you. And uh, I'll chat with you next weekend before uh, Final Four. Absolutely. Enjoy it this weekend. There's uh, Chuck Esposito. Uh, Roger, are you surprised that – see, the public teams a year ago, White Sox-Reds, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But Blue Jays and Mets? I get because, the Mets thing. I get the Mets. And and the Jays did a lot during the offseason, too. Yeah. And and you yeah. know how that goes. When when a team is active, when their name is out there during an offseason, people cannot wait to put their money on them. <sighs> White Sox. Oh, man. Rick oh, Hahn, was, the GM of the White Sox was so mad yesterday. He was trying to be nice at the press conference, but they are so disappointed in Aloy him? Jimenez. Uh, no, not at all. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Some teams that are overvalued in Major League Baseball, but coming up next, we'll talk about tonight's NBA card. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji, you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.